The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Ann Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and you're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio. Welcome. Uh, Today, we're talking about music as a powerful inspiration for our spiritual practice and for our spiritual evolution. Music has always had the power to alter our mood, shift our consciousness, lift our frequency, open our higher senses, and bring us as a collective into a unified field. My guest today, Bradfield, has been a songwriter, composer, singer, and producer of spiritual music for many years. He is the president of Apsis Music, which stands for Artist Produced, Spiritually Inspired Sound, and is perhaps best known for his collaboration with Anna Al in creating beautiful spiritual music. Bradfield's melodic and lyrical compositions for the worldwide Fire the Grid events were described by Shelley Yates as, I'm quoting, holding embedded tones to aid in the ascension of humanity to the next paradigm. I am so pleased to be able to speak with Bradfield today regarding his incredible professional career as a creator of music for the soul. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio, Bradfield. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Anne. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to, to be with you. So I was very excited um, to just, I sampled so much of your music in preparing for this show and was really impressed by the range of what you're able to create. And so I wondered if you'd talk a little bit about, I guess, briefly your history as a composer and a musician, but also the, the way you, you compose and how you connect to the divine when you do that. Um, well, briefly, my uh, my background um, goes back to the age of about two and a half years old. Uh, I had the, the the chance to be immersed in in classical music from a very young age, playing you know the great composers from about you know, right up until about thirteen years old, competing in music festivals. Um, the first. The first buds, I guess, uh, that appeared to indicate perhaps that that wasn't going to be enough for me um, were, were coming often second in these competitions because I was changing the melodies. <laughs> ah, okay. It's, you know, I say, well, you know, we would have given him first place, but it's not quite Mozart. It's, it's Mozart with Bradfield, uh, you know, added on. And I mean, this is not something that I did. Um, you know, out of lack of respect for the music or, or purposely. No. It, it was simply intuitive for me, even even at that time, to interpret music through my own 
know, through my own sense of, of, of what it meant. And um, I guess going fur- further from that, around 13 years old, I started, you know, consciously to compose um, the first, you know, they would, at that point, they would have been songs, you know, coming out of an adolescent perspective. Um, but it, it became quickly apparent to me that if I was going to write music, especially with lyrics, that the, the message that I wanted to, not only for myself, but for others, you know, you hear about so many composers that write hit songs and, and 10 years later they're, they can't play it because they don't resonate with what they've said. I, I wanted the message to be inspiring and uplifting, you know, at first for myself and then for others. And um, so there was a theme that started to appear in my work that, that I call... Um, I call now resolution of conflict and just always moving towards um, shifting not only where you where I would be when I would compose but where I would end up after having composed it's, it's a, a, a very interesting process it's a cathartic process as a composer so and and that has expanded into all kinds of areas over the years now I know you've uh, mentioned in, in uh, some of our uh, communication back and forth, that your music really is for the soul. It's very profoundly spiritual music. Could you talk about how you how you compose this incredible music? Well, uh, in terms of the today, spiritual, two thousand and fourteen, and and going back as long as I can remember, I first of all. Um, into a simply a state of receptiveness, um, removing any type of um, specific objective to where I want to go, um, and I, I guess I allow, I, I, I create room for that process to take place, and usually, you know, for, for example, uh, um, on any given project where there's a theme, I will step back immerse myself in that particular energy for a time. I'll usually research it um, at many different levels, but without ever composing. Um, Let that process take place where I remove myself from it, create an empty space, Mm -hmm. and then at some point, usually maybe a few days, um, a few weeks into that, I approach it with what I, I do everything. It's, it's, I call that purity of intention. And I put my hands on the instrument that I'm using, which is usually a piano, um, and it takes, it takes shape. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a magical process. Um, of course, you know, you, you say, well, you can't just sit down and do that, but, but you have all the training and all these things behind you for, for so many years. And then get to a point where you just allow it to happen. And it's always fresh. It, it, I never really know what's going to happen. And I trust. I trust completely in the process that um, the whatever is, is living inside me that needs to be expressed will be, will be um, done so in, 
in the most perfect way possible. Yeah. So that's very beautiful. The trust, the intuition, and, and all the artistry, the skill, and the combination of inspiration. And you'd mentioned that you, um, you spent a lifetime pursuing fleeting glimpses of beauty, which is very, very beautiful, poetic way of putting it. Could you talk to us about those glimpses of beauty that you've had when you were connected to divine source? Absolutely. I mean, fleeting glimpses of beauty, we, we all have them. I mean, you, you, I'm sure that in every day that you, that you live in your own life, there, there's these moments where you, you simply feel a complete alignment with, with source. And I say it, it, it's, it, it's fleeting because it's, it's rare that it lasts. We're so distracted, we're so, you know, completely consumed by this, this, this life around us, this material life that, that we exist in, that we don't often keep that present. So what I'm trying to do when I'm composing is, is to capture that and um, recreate it so that it lasts, so that it, it, can, it can grow and expand from that and not simply disappear you know, into the ethers and, and, and to never be felt again. So it's, it's always fresh, it's always new, but it's, it's a matter of being completely present with what is and being honest about what it is. Um, and, and as I was saying before, um, you know, oftentimes when you sit down to create, whether you're a writer, a composer, or, 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 or whatever form, a painter, the first impression is not always um, perfection with source energy. Often it's, it's an emotion, it's a... a um, something that we need to work through to grow, to evolve. So from going from, starting from that place and doing it authentically leads, in my experience, leads you to a place where you can really make it something that, that is unlike anything else that's been created before because it's, you're not trying to do something specific. You're simply expressing in the purest form possible um, what you've captured. And uh, it's, it's a tough thing sometimes because oftentimes, for example, I'll hear music in the shower. Obviously, water is a, is a conduit. It's, you know, so I'll be in the shower and I'll, you know, I'll hear something and I run out of the shower, you know, and I'm down at the piano in the studio and try to get it before it's gone, you know. And then there's all the, 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 the physical things that come in, you know, for example, needing to get dressed and, and actually, you know. Yes, let's <laughs> put something everywhere. on. There's, there's always this challenge and sometimes it happens during the night. Um, mm. But like, like anything, I mean, it's, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the more you... You, you train it, it becomes so that, for example, today, even when I'm doing concerts, uh, I can pretty much compose in real time with the energy I feel in the room, you know, live. And people find this really amazing, but for me, it's, it's, it's just like the same thing I do at home. It's just really a matter of, of listening to what's there and then expressing it. 
How beautiful. It's really following the truth of the moment. And, uh, and yes, I was going to ask you about what it would be like to perform. Um, performance might not be the right word, but you're, you're bringing forward these creations in the moment. And what is it like to do that in, with a whole live audience in front of you? It, it just must be so exciting. Uh, well, performance is something that I did very young and put aside for many years because I worked with Anna L and we, we created, I think, 11 or 12 albums that, that were licensed and used, you know, in different applications. And it was, but she did not perform a lot. And that's something I really put aside. And for the past three years or so, I've started to, to do live appearances and, and concerts and, you know, really start to sing again, which was the, the, the thing that I hadn't done in a long time. And, and it's, it's indescribable, Anne, and it, the, the, the feeling of sharing whatever your greatest joy is with the world, there's nothing that compares to that. And for me, obviously, to share my songs, my music, and my vision with people is that nothing, nothing can compare to that. And, you know, I'm not, of course, the creation itself, but usually in the context of a live performance, you know, 95% of the concert will be things that you, you know, that people have heard or want to hear. Um, but there's always those magic moments that you don't expect where something happens or there, there's a, a for example, the show I'm doing right now is acoustic, um, and I'm alone. So I can change, I can shift the song, I can bring the audience into the song. I can, you know, th- there's a complete malleability of possibility. Um, and that's one of the really great things about playing alone. You know, when you have a group with you, of course, there's more structure and there's, there's that whole aspect to that. But, um, sure, sure. It's, it's a lot of fun to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to perform in front of people, yeah. So, Bradfield, we're going to listen to uh, a piece of your music now, and I, I wonder if you would introduce it. Uh, the piece I'd like to go to is from Fire the Grid. Um, would, you, would you name that piece and just tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll move right into it, because it's very powerful and very beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe so. I believe what you're going to play is called Ushnisha Vijara. It's um, a mantra from the Buddhist Buddhist Spirit series number three. Um, this is a mantra sung in Sanskrit with the Tibetan pronunciations, and um, it is a mantra that was used, uh, for example, that the, the the approach that I've taken with these mantras is they don't, they will not sound like what you're used to hearing. Um, a lot of the mantras are, are very monotone and they're very repetitive. What I decided to do was just go back to the sacred syllables themselves, strip away everything else that, that has ever been done and write new melodies for them. And, uh, this is performed by the singer Anna Al. She's a, a beautiful crystalline voice and, it's really a marriage between the, the higher spheres and the earthly realm. Thank you. And we're going to listen to that beautiful piece right now.
you've seen online TV before. Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and you're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio. And this, my guest today is Bradfield. We just listened to a very powerful piece that uh, he was he helped create, and it was a very important part of the worldwide Fire the Grid events that were organized by Shelley Yates. And I'd like to ask Bradfield to describe what that was. It really was a spiritual intervention on the planet, but if you could explain a bit more about that. Fire the Grid um, was a series of three worldwide meditations. Um, The first one was considerably uh, bigger and grander than than the other two for the simple reason that that it it was the first one, July 17th, 2007. Um, Briefly, the story of that is is Shelley um, and her son, had an NDE um, in Nova Scotia in Canada. Um, he was hospitalized and, you know, essentially was not supposed to survive. She was given through a series of, of channelings, which lasted quite a long time, instructions on how to revive him, first of all, mm-hmm. and then how to use the same approach to bring energy into the earth grid. Um, and that's where the grid of fire, the grid comes from. Um, the beauty of, the, of this project that was created was that um, there was no religion, there was no marketing, there was no financial uh, angle. Um, she came into our lives and, and into Anal's life through a series of synchronicities. Actually, they met um, at an event with Dr. Stephen Greer, who I know you know. Yes, um, absolutely. And um, subsequently, they told her that she was to create a website uh, at the time in three languages, English, French, and Spanish. And um, I, I guess uh, this this ended up being presented to me <laughs> because they, they, they knew that I, I guess, had had the wherewithal to, to create something like that and to do it in such a way that would would honor 
uh, their vision. So they, they, everything was instructed, the color scheme, the, 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 the logos, the, um, every, everything about it was given to Shelley and then translated to me. And um, I remember saying to Shelley, you know, at the beginning, because, you know, we, we all get involved in a lot of projects that are, we're trying to do good and things that are benevolent. And um, I remember saying to her, well, I, you know, I hope they've given you a, a, a great plan because this, you know, the website was a lot of work to build in three languages. And oh, yeah. I remember coming home from Toronto one day. I was in Toronto doing some business uh, with, my, with my album covers. And I came home and the website had crashed. And, you know, Annie, Annie, and Alice said to me, well, the website crashed. And I thought she was talking about Absis music. And, and I soon realized it was Fire the Grin. I said, well, why did it crash? And she said, well, Shelley was on Coast to Coast <laughs> tonight. Oh, wow. And, you know, and so many people. people came onto the website. And, sure. and it just oh. took off from there. And, and um, the, the beauty of it was that it, it was just shared and shared and shared and shared. And the objective was one hour synchronized throughout the world at 11.11 Greenwich time that people would find their joy, express gratitude, and share it, do no harm together. And, you know, this was, it was in 2007, I mean, from all indications that we've had, it was even measured by Princeton that, that, that there, there was a major you know, a blip that something happened. It was, it was the largest organized meditation in, in human history, to my knowledge, at that point. We had 90 countries, you know, people from 90 countries involved. And, and you know, even after the event, we had over 10,000 um, uh, testimonials, you know, and some who had groups of hundreds who had meditated. And so it was, it was absolutely huge. And, um, the, the whole thing about it was to remove this separation that's keeping us from growing collectively into something greater. Um, so, we, you know, we had atheists involved, we had priests, we, everybody was involved with the goal of just sending energy to the earth. And then we did that three times. The last one was um, in 2011. And... Uh, you know, my, my music was used, and, and uh, it, I was asked to give the music um, to the project so that everyone could have access to it. And um, I gave away millions and millions of free downloads so that people could use the music to meditate and create that, that energy for that hour. Yeah. That was it was incredibly generous. I saw that on the website and I saw that there were many many testimonials. I wonder if you might share some of the things that you heard people say about that experience. Oh, it was it was interesting. I mean, now you're going back 7 years and it's funny because a lot of the stuff I heard at that time I hear more often now. It, <laughs> it's as though they they you know, a lot of synchronicities, uh, people experiencing connectedness in a way that they hadn't before. It was kind of a supportive energy, not like people meditating, but not feeling that they were alone, that there was 
there was energy supporting them. And what Shelley had explained is that there would be, you know, almost like a transfusion of energy coming through at that time, during that hour, and that we could use it to connect with it. So not only just sitting in our corner meditating, which of course is, is, is very positive, but that we would have help. And I think that's what was really distinguishing that. So people were picking up on the fact that there was, that they're not alone in their intention. So that, that was something that we heard a lot. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I invite people, this, the website is still up. If they, if they wanted to go and read, firethegrid.org, and, and you can arrive and, and, and read about this project and read what people experienced. That's obviously the best way to, to hear about it. And I know it's over with, um, but it isn't over with because that kind of an intervention just lives on. It's affect us even today in the most beneficial way. So I would encourage people to take a look at that and take a look at the testimonials. And of course, there are always new, you know, group meditations um, being developed. I know um, Jonathan uh, Goldberg does it and different, different ones do it. Um, and they're very powerful for people to realize that it's not just a nice thing to do, but it's an actual intervention for the planet. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there anything else you would like to sh- say about your music? Because I know what Shelley said was very profound, this idea that there were uh, embedded tones in your music uh, that actually would aid the ascension to humanity. Were you aware of that as, as you were composing? an interesting thing. I mean, I, I'm very, very strict about my approach is, is not to say these types of things. I mean, I know some people, you look on their CDs and it says, well, this music was channeled from, you know, this place or, or from this source. I don't, I don't get into that myself. I mean, when I hear something like that from Shelley, and I, I do hear that a lot from people, my, my goal is, is to render and, and bring to life in the purest way possible what I feel. And I always say it's, it's, it's an altruistic life and it's an ego, you know, it, it's an ego thing in the sense that we, we, we have to do things for our own good before we can help others. So if someone is, is, is feeling that energy from my work, to me that's a, a beautiful compliment. But ultimately I think we have to express what we are feeling without trying specifically. You know, I know my music is, is, is being used for healing and all kinds of, of wonderful things, but, you know, when I'm composing, I, I think I'm going through my own healing process each time and, and liberating and, and it, it's a whole, you know, it's very cathartic, as I said previously. So afterwards, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to, to see the benefits that others get but I, I don't say things like that. I would prefer that others share. I prefer that you told me what you feel when you listen to my music. There was such a range in your music. Um, I was listening to Buddha Spirit. I was listening to the CD that uh, you shared with me, the, the compilation. And mm-hmm. I just found it very profound that you were able to move between so many different instruments, so many different kinds of sounds, some of it earthy, some of it celestial. Yeah, it was very impressive. Well, thank you. So I think what we'll do is we'll go to break 
uh, now, and um, I'd like to come back and really talk about where your career is at right now. You, I know you've uh, produced uh, some new music, and I really want to focus on what's happening with you right now. Does that sound sure. okay? Great. Sure. So this is Ann Gelsheimer with Conscious Evolution Radio, and we will be back shortly. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. This is Ann Gelsheimer. You're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio, and my guest today is Bradfield. So we've been talking about Bradfield's uh, work with Fire the Grid, which really was a spiritual intervention for the world, and his music was so important in that. But I'd really like to now focus on what Bradfield is doing now. So tell us, what what is new with Bradfield? Well, the past uh, eight or nine months, I've been working on um, a project called Heart of Mary. And this project quickly is um, 2,000 years of history with the sacred feminine energy, Um, going back to Mary Magdalene, St. Mary, and Isis, the, 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 the Egyptian goddess Isis. The reason I'm, 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 I've created this project, and it's, it's actually a, a huge project because it touches sound, verb, uh, film. Um, there's, a, there's an elaborate theatrical concert that, that goes with it that we've, we've done several representations of that we're continuing uh, this spring. Um, the goal of this is to bring back equilibrium in the feminine energy. And... Um, Without getting into all the, the the religious stuff, I think most people are aware that um, the woman has been erased. You know, and if you go back, and it doesn't take a whole lot of research to to figure out that that Mary Magdalene was a very important figure in history, and was essentially just removed because it didn't suit uh, you know the the vision that the the the, the, the church had for the world. 
And this has caused so many things. I mean, still, the, 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 the expression, the, the, all the feminine attributes, you know, intuition, um, compassion, altruism, all these things that the, the, the woman brings to the world, um, I wanted to bring them back through music. So this album, Heart of Mary, it's a 74-minute album that goes through Egypt, Israel. There's oriental music. Um, the Ave Maria, which you've either played or are going to play, is, is there. I, I was... I was I felt that there was time to write a new Ave Maria, and when I say a new one, because we know Ave Maria is a text from the Roman Catholic liturgy, it's not a music. There's many composers who've, who've actually been inspired by, by Mary. Um, I wrote a song called In the Heart of Mary, which is, is essentially a, a testament to all women everywhere and the beauty and the, 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 the strength of, of, the, of the feminine, the sacred feminine. Um, this is music that that has a, a full choir, an orchestra. It's it's very elaborate, and um, the person who I've been working with um, in dance, her, her name is Caroline Brock. She she and I have filmed five videos all over the continent. We were in California, we're in in, in majestic waterfalls, and all these sites were filmed, and um, you know, with dance and singing. And this is all going to be released uh, around the middle of January on YouTube. And um, oh, that's anyone wonderful! Who's yeah, I was that, looking at. Yeah, you could you could come you can come either to our website or type in Bradfield uh, Heart of Mary on YouTube. But this this will all unravel over about the next two and a half months in a series. And uh, really, with that with that goal in mind, is just just to to bring back the equilibrium and. Um, we've done of this project are, are very special because, you know, you, I already have mostly women at my, coming to my concerts, but to see um, men reduced to, you know, to, 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 to tears because they're, they're so moved by this energy, it's, it's really something special. And I, I feel it's one of the most important projects that I've, that I've done. And I've done quite a few. I mean, we're at 29 albums, and, and each one has its own unique thing, as you were saying. And this one is really completely, completely a new energy. Now, I know many spiritual leaders today are saying that it really is bringing in the feminine, the feminine spirit, and if you like, the goddess energy that is really going to be helpful for us in our future. So you're, you're riding the wave of something that's extremely important at this time. What, what made you decide to do that? What was, what was the moment when you knew this is what you had to do? Well, it's an interesting story because last, last uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in France, in the south of France, and, and my girlfriend wanted to go to a place called St. Baume. And people who might not know what that is, it's an area very close to the Mediterranean where uh, Mary Magdalene is said to have retreated into a cave in the later years of her life. And um, so there's this cave, and there's a pilgrimage through an old enchanted magical forest that hasn't been touched, you know, in, in hundreds of years, and you, you, you up this mountain and into this cave. She wanted to go there, and I, I went with her and, you know, took pictures of her in the cave and of, of the story. But what I didn't realize is that the pictures that she would take of me 
would end up in the album because obviously it was it was it was just one of these synchronicities that kind of set something in motion. And when we came back, um, I read a couple of books, a very interesting books, one by a Quebec author called Lise Cote, which is The Sacred Feminine Actualized, where she's talking about the links um, with Egypt and ISIS. And, and for people who say, well, what's the connection? Well, Mary Magdalene and Mary studied in the Temple of ISIS. And so right. a lot of it's not well known. So there's all this, this you know, the, the tantric energy that Mary Magdalene brought to the relationship with Jesus, I mean, they were really partners in what they were doing, and, and this was stuff that she had learned. So um, it's, it's, it's all, um, it was all these, these, these factors that, that kind of finally it was, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see where this is going to go, and I immersed myself in, in, in as much um, literature and, and documentation as I could, and then, as I said earlier, I, I removed myself and... This is what emerged. <laughs> I, I became familiar with um, Mary Magdalene's uh, connection to ISIS and the mystery schools through, with Tom Kenyon. I'm just wondering if you... Right. Well, yeah, well, I read, I read his book, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, very so helpful. That was one of the sources that I, I had uh, used, yeah. Very good. And um, I'm just curious, have you ever had the opportunity to travel to Egypt uh, to be in the... In the Pyramids and I have the... never been to Egypt, um, not in not in the physical sense, anyways. I I mean, if you look carefully at the logo of my company, there are four pyramids um, oh. in my logo, and that goes back to 1996. And you know, even if you ask me, well, why did you put them there? I don't know. These are these are what I call. Um, Shelley used to call them uh, wake up codes for humanity. So it, there's synchronicities and and things that happen that you recognize. Um, 1111 is, is a wake-up code. You see it. People have seen this for years. They don't know why, but they see it. And, uh, you know, the pyramids are the same type of thing. They're wake-up codes for our higher selves, for, for the consciousness that is in us that we may not even be aware of. And I, and I know it's certainly not necessary to physically be present in the pyramids to connect to that history and the, and the mystery rituals and the, the, the kind of transformation that happened at that time. So, tell us a little bit more about uh, this project. Um, I love the fact that you've brought in dance. That That is going to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's interesting because um, I had never written that type of music. And as soon as um, we started working on the show, um, and I saw the costumes, because in the show... Um, Caroline um, represents the different feminine energies, and, and we actually created a fourth one, which is Earth Mother. And this is a very primitive um, woman who's uh, no inhibitions and just dances wildly around the fire. So one of the videos we we made for for this is it's filmed at night on a full moon um, around the fire, you know, in a, in, in the wilderness. So you get this very tribal, earthy woman feeling. Then you have the the Osak Tusima video, which um, is is a very pure um, Mary, you know, in in white, with me singing in the water, and you get this 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 feeling of of, of absolute purity. And then Mary Magdalene, you know, dancing. Uh, 
know, on the hilltops. And it, it's the hardest one, I think, to, to produce was the ISIS video, which we, we um, actually filmed in Sandbanks, which you may know. Okay. It's not too far from you, I think. And, um, and then we supplemented it with a lot of footage of the White Sands in New Mexico. But, you know, to, to film ISIS in this, in the, and this was a really hot day. It was about 40 degrees in the sand, and I'm out there, you know, with, <laughs> with a long sleeve shirt. And oh, it no. Was, it was, <laughs> it, it, but it, it, it's turned out beautifully and, and uh, technically one of the hardest ones to produce, but it's, it's very powerful. And then we tied in the Egyptian uh, links with, um, with carvings of ISIS from, Egypt, from the Egyptian temples and so this is, it was, it was really, I mean, a fast project and very, very excited to see how people are, are going to resonate with this. I'm so impressed that you as a man are doing this and how beautiful that is that um, almost like the balancing, you know, we, we need to bring in more of the feminine energy, but we need the masculine and you are becoming the gateway, the, the doorway for this to happen. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because what what is important when you get into the sacred feminine is that, as I, as I said when we released the album, the sacred feminine will never diminish the masculine. I mean, it's been the other way around for a long time, but the masculine, the sacred masculine energy, is essential to, to the equilibrium. Now, the miracle of what happened on this album is that. Um, if you listen to, I don't know how many extracts you're going to play, but I've always sung in a very pop-type voice. It's, it's a breathy, very pop voice. And when it came time to sing the O Sanctissima and the Ave Maria, um, something really unexpected occurred. It's, it's, I essentially went into a type of a trance for about six hours and sung this over and over and over. And what happened is a new voice emerged, a very uh, operatic, a, a deeper tone that I had never used. So, you see, honoring the sacred feminine brought out uh, a masculine energy in me that I had never used, and subsequently I started to sing uh, standing up, which I had never done. I'd always sung at the piano. So it's it's when you honor anything and you do it, Really, with the right intentions, I think you have unexpected gifts that come back, and um, this is one of the really wonderful things about 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 expression is you you never know what what will happen. It's so transformative, and and as you say, unexpected. Mm-hmm. And were there, are there any? Other particular moments that were really special for you as you were producing this this new piece of work that you felt were transformative. Oh, there's all kinds of moments. I mean, it's just sitting down and um, working with um, I, I, uh, any anyone who's who's aware of what, what's going on technically in music now. I mean, we. We have access as composers to incredibly realistic sounds that are sampled. For example, that, that we've had techn- technology to sample, um, you know, real instruments for quite a while. But it's become so sophisticated that I mean, I invested quite quite a lot of money on this project in the best sounds currently available. 
so that you can add articulations. And one of the things I was working on with, with this project was the choir. Um, and you've, you've probably heard the, the same choir that I used on this album in movies and things because it, it's, a, it's a program where you can, and I say this uh, quite frankly, with an awful lot of work and time and patience, make um, sample voices sing syllables and consonants to create the, 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 the phrasing and ultimately the work that you want to sing. And it's 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 magical to hear a choir sing, for example, something you've composed. It, it took a lot of time, but it was, um, in my estimation, if you listen to the, the beginning of the album and you hear this choir come in, and it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's magical. And that was something that was completely new on this project for me. Now, um, uh, Bradfield, we, we're only, we only have about a minute left because I do want to close on uh, listening to your Ave Maria uh, so I just want to take a minute. I want to thank you so much. Um, I know the interview's brief, but at least people will get a chance to listen to your beautiful compositions. And if anybody is interested in following up, either with performances or ordering um, albums, we're going to be posting your links, um, both to Apsis. And if there's any other link that you'd like to mention, please just let me know right now. Okay. On the, the Facebook site, which is Facebook, uh, and then Bradfield Music, um, Bradfield.ca, which is the website, and and you know, as I said, in the in the coming month, we're going to be releasing all these videos, and um, all, all my music is on iTunes as well. Um, so it's you know, with a, with a little bit of Perfect. effort, it's not too hard to find. <laughs> Excellent. Well, okay, so thank you so much, um, and we're going to go right into your song, Ave Maria. This is Anne Gelsheimer with Conscious Evolution Radio, and I hope you enjoy.
Thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.